down the altar of fear, depression, oppression. That's what she was talking about, just tearing it all down. Certainly we thank and praise God for his goodness today, his grace. was just enjoying that song, Yahweh, and by Joe Kia. And remember, all songs by our songstress, the music that is played is the property of respective of the artists and uh, respectively the producers. So you know, we always want to remember that and give them credit and props for um, for the, what they're doing in ministry, you know, as well as yourself. And, you know, so we just thank God for this 28th day of the of January. You listening to Sunday Morning Live on a Thursday. That's SML. Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. 
that is Pomona, California. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. and Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. Acts of the Holy Ghost. And that's what we're going to be talking about, the power of God and what the Lord is doing and how he used men uh, through in the book of Acts. It's all about what God is doing from Genesis to Revelation. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. If you've missed any part of the broadcast or any messages, I want to encourage you to visit our website, connectingtruth.org. That is connectingtruth.org. And at the bottom, uh, there is a link, God on Demand. If you click that link, it will take you to the message archive. And you can um, go through messages that you have may have not heard. Or maybe you're listening to part of a message and for some reason um, you didn't uh, finish it and you want to go back and review. You know, So um, that is a great resource. If you desire to be saved and are looking for a church home, or ministry or growth, we uh, want to invite you to grow with us. And of course, um, allow God, allow God to be God. And that's what it's all about. He's sovereign and we want him to be sovereign in our lives. We're taking the year with purpose. And I hope you will join us in doing the same. And you know, write this down someplace, <laughs> write it down on, and put it on your refrigerator, put it uh, on the mirror in the bathroom, put it next to the TV, put it someplace that you're going to see it and remember. And don't allow, you know, we go through roller coasters. I often say, uh, fasten your seatbelt because life is filled with ups and downs. You know, there's no question about that. That's why David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he was a downtime. You know, he also said, I'll look towards the hills. That was a downtime, you know, but there are other uh, times where he was on top of the hill. He was feeling it. He was good. So uh, don't let discouragement and things that you deal with, emotions and uh, mental uh, uh, things that come against you, that comes against your spirit, man, uh, to cause you to lose focus. Keep the focus. With tears in your eyes, keep the focus. With laughter in your heart, keep the focus. But we're taking the year with purpose and joining with us uh, in that. I want to remind you that Cornerstone is on a consecration. We started the consecration on January 11th through the end of February, February 28th. And uh, while you're on consecration, that is to surrender something that is precious as a sacrifice. I surrendered coffee, which is something that I enjoy. I love coffee. I love strong coffee. However, uh, I felt that I needed to let that go, and I cringed when I uh, had that thought, which even which really uh, signified that I really needed to let it go. And I also sacrificed meat uh, during a time. Um, I'm, I'm not one to uh, Daniel when he was on his consecration, and uh, those that was with him in captivity. That consecration didn't last. Uh, six weeks. It was a lot longer than that because they had to present themselves before the child dens and they needed to understand the language, the the uh, culture, 
and another they they presented themselves in a spirit of excellence but that because they sacrificed themselves unto the lord some may not have done it willingly he may even have been upset with daniel for the fact that he uh, suggested it but it was not it was no gimmicks uh you know everything today is marketing so they called so a fruit a fruit drink a daniel fast they call being uh, they, you know, just so many different things. It's all about marketing and making a dollar. But we're talking about our soul salvation. We're talking about just just be, the bear, the raw deal, keeping it real. And so let's let's keep it real, real. And, um, you know, so let's consecrate unto the Lord and uh, maintain, maintain for these weeks. And during that time, get in the book of Proverbs. The Bible said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask God. And so we should be asking God for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding uh, can go, will put money in your pocket. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding will help you find favor. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding will restore relationships. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding will help you turn an enemy into a friend. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding will uh, cause you to be found pleasing in the sight of the Lord. And so the book of Proverbs is full of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. It leads us uh, in that direction in prayer. And it, with every step we take, we should acknowledge the Lord in all our ways, and he will direct our path. That's what the Bible says. So we're going into the book of Acts, um, uh, the 14th chapter not going to be long uh, this evening. And so um, a few verses here, it says, uh, beginning at the eighth verse, it says, and there sat a certain man of Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb. He never had walked. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed said with a loud voice stand upright on thy feet and he leaped and walked father in the name of jesus I ask that you would bless your word those that are listening near and far lord god I ask that you would bless and help us to retain what we hear in our mind and our spirit and most of all to apply your word into our lives lord god so that we may be found worthy that we're found doing your will. In Jesus' name, amen. A certain man, uh, and, and I want to take the, the topic, you know, a certain man like you and me, because he was no different than any one of us. There was, uh, there sat a certain man in Lystra, impotent in his feet, and being a cripple from his mother's womb, he never had walked. The word certain is used to express specifically, but not explicitly named or stated. Known for sure, established and beyond a doubt. So certainly, certainly there was a certain man, there was a certain man in Lystra who was sitting because he had a disability. This man had a disability. Some of us know people with disabilities. Some of us have been 
uh, those same people with disabilities. You know, how many of us, how many of us would are, will testify about the disabilities that we had? Uh, some of the disabilities uh, that we were dealing with was oppression, depression, high blood pressure, being chemically imbalanced, manipulated by others, you know, which impacted the emotions, mental, economics, even physical uh, was debilitating. And, you know, these things left us disabled you know, having, feeling down and out, feeling depressed and, you know, or uh, doing something that's causing us to be sick. You know, sometimes we inflicted a lot of pain upon ourselves by, through habits, you know, uh, some were self-sedating. And so we, we created the imbalance and stuff because we were, feeling a certain way there was something that was going on with us something that we had encountered something that was told to us that we felt a certain way you know which is a multitude of emotions and we didn't know how to deal with it and so it disabled us this man could not get out of his bed he couldn't jump up and run to the bathroom in, in the middle of the night you know and or enjoy his day uh, riding a bike or, you know, they, they may not have had bikes, but you understand what I'm saying, or going for a walk, you know, but this man, like, uh, like many of us didn't feel like getting out of bed. Uh, there were days that I'm sure, uh, because of his, his, uh, what he was dealing with in his life, not being able to walk, you know, think about how you feel and you can walk you have the activity of your limbs but when something impacts you how it makes you feel from time to time what about this man here who was crippled and you know and and the what he endured what he had to endure the teasing what he had to endure uh being whispered and talked about by people because uh, the Jewish custom, you know, Peter and them showed us that they were, I'll just say they were mean. That's what my, my grandson would say. Yeah, that's mean. When um, a man was born blind, they asked Jesus, who did sin? Did the man sin? Did his parents sin? The man was born blind. How could he, wasn't even, how could he have sinned? But that was their mindset. I was talking with a young man uh, at the church and um, he was telling me uh, how, because um, he was born with a condition that his his parents rejected him because they felt that if, um, that if you were born with a condition, you were uh, evil, sin was up on you. And this young man is barely in his 40s. So uh, one day we, we were talking and I, and I was talking about how the fact that when you're, you know, when you find yourself in trouble, you'll have your, you know, your parent will call your full name out. And I was kind of laughing about that. And I, I asked him uh, a question and he said that um, he had never had his full name called, but he was called the son of Satan. 
He's called a spawn of Satan because of his ailment. And it was pretty brutal. It was pretty sobering to hear that in this day and time, especially for someone that is supposed to know the word of God. And so, you know, that required, that was, again, that created a disability in this individual's life. And so uh, that took him down a very dark path at an early age. This man could not get out of bed. He couldn't run to the bathroom and enjoy the, the things that other kids were doing. I'm sure he asked, why? Why me? Why me? Uh, you may have asked yourself from one time or another, why me? Why do I, am I going through this? Why did I have to fall into that situation in my relationship? Why did I have to fall into that situation on the job? Why did I have to have that car accident? Why did my child, why did my friend, why? We ask the question why when we don't understand and know it. As we feel the pain, we ask why. And I'm sure this man asked why. Now, he's not here to prove me wrong, but I'm just confident. I'm just sure that he asked why. Like this man, some of us don't feel like getting out of bed because of what is causing uh, the disability. Uh, this man was crippled, severely damaged. His legs were malfunctioning. He saw other people walking, going round about, doing their day-to-day -day but he could not because of his legs. Uh, and so I, I don't have to ask and wonder why, or, or excuse me, or wonder, uh, you know, or ask why if you have ever been crippled or felt severely damaged, because I know the answer for some is yes. It, it may not apply to everyone, but for some of us, it does apply. For some, you know, That's what makes a difference. This is, this is my opinion. Now, I don't preach opinions, but I'm just saying that to me, it makes a difference when you're dealing with someone that has been through something and they know what it means to be delivered. That when they lift their voice up to give God a praise or to sing a song, or to preach the word of God, it comes out of our belly because we're not, it's not about fashion. It's not about uh, entertainment. It's about, it's gratitude for what God has done and where he has brought us from that the only way it can be truly expressed is by doing the will of God is by singing that song from the depths of our soul. It is by preaching the word or teaching the word from the depths of our heart to say that I am grateful for what the Lord has done. This man, this man, crippled, severely damaged, his legs was malfunctioning, you know, and so this Bible lets us know that he was impotent unable to take effective action, helpless. He was powerless in his feet. 
Now, I, I, it also says that he was crippled from his mother's womb. Maybe she fell down. Something may have happened that that caused this uh, this disability. But what about the mothers that give birth? Because this man never walked. The mothers that give birth and they uh, cripple the child. The child has all the functionality that they need. Have two hands, have uh, uh, legs and, you know, have the strength and everything, have a voice. But they're discouraged, beat down from the womb. As soon as they were born, the heart of the, the mother was filled with, you look just like your dad. You look like your father. You look like that no good, you know, and we don't have to go any further than that. What about the child that's addicted from the womb? Crippled from the mother's womb. The never the child has never been touched. No emotional, uh, nothing emotional has been displayed by the parent. Crippling. The child has been forgotten about. Don't know why. The parents have just abandoned. Maybe the father just abandoned. Maybe the mother just abandoned. But the child has been crippled from the womb. There are a lot of different things that are uh, that will cripple us. And you know, and it it, it just goes beyond. This is, you know, when we read the word of God, it's just not. It's just not about just reading it and, and, and sliding across those things, but stopping to take a look at what was really going on with this person as it compares also to what's going on to many of us, our friends, relatives, and we don't know how to, you know, at times to deal with those things, but God does. The Bible said the same heard Peter, or excuse me, the same heard Paul speak who steadfastly beholding him, perceived that he had faith to be healed. This man was listening to evangelists, to the evangelistic ministry of Paul. God had sent uh, Barnabas and Paul on evangelistic uh, mission. Um, and you, you won't find missionary in the Bible, but you do find evangelists. And so they were on evangel, uh, they were out handing their, handling their evangelistic uh, the evangelical, you know, however you want to term it, they were out doing the will of God. And he, uh, as Paul presented the word of God, the man was listening, listening to hear something. Listening means to hear something with thoughtful attention. And the subject of the message was Jesus Christ. You know, we have a lot of different subjects. Uh, and I, the ministry across around the world, uh, we post subjects about what we're going to be ministering on, teaching on, or talking about. But I, I think that if we just, if every church just take down every sign that there is and say, we're going to talk about Jesus Christ, because that's what it's supposed to be about anyway. Christ and him crucified. Christ, him crucified and rising again, which gives us hope of 
salvation if we live according to his word. It's about Jesus Christ. And that's what they preach. They preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. They preach Jesus Christ. That was the message. And that is the, that message will never get old. He found what he needed in the word of God. He found what he needed in the message that was being presented about Jesus. He didn't find it in the Greek philosophy. So I don't understand why so many people lean on the philosophy, um, except that they have not found Jesus Christ. It was not in the sociology or psychology. It was not in any type of medication that he may have been given or told this is going to help straighten out the, you know, and make things better for you. Certainly it's not an opinion, but it is in the power of God. The Bible tells us in Romans, the 10th chapter, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's verse 13. Whoever, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, that is the name of Jesus. Salvation is in Jesus' name. The Bible tells us when he was born that Emmanuel would be, and that means God with us. And they shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save the people from their sins. And that's what it's about, calling upon the name of Jesus. And so the 14th verse says, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how should they believe in him in whom they have not heard? So the man is hearing, and he is believing. And how should they hear without a preacher? You need the voice of the preacher. And God established that a long time ago. So anyone that says, I don't need to preach it, all I need is Jesus, uh, they don't know the word of God. And not only that, but they can't, they're not hearing God. Uh, if they do know the word of God, they're not listening. They, they have that mindset that Miriam had that said, well, we can hear from God like Moses. We can hear from God just like him. Uh, well, read about what happened to, Mo to uh, Moses. Read about what happened with Aaron. Read about what happened with Miriam. The 17th verse says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As Paul shared the word of God, it impacted the man. It triggered, it triggered his faith. It, it, his faith, his belief in and what he was hearing was illuminated. And that was revealed to the evangelist, evangelist Paul. It was revealed to him. You know, the evangelist was impacted by the word of God first and then the man. It's important that the minister, it's important that the psalmstress, it's important that everyone that is, that claim to, uh, that Jesus is Lord and they are witnessing, you need to be impacted by what happens. You know, I, I heard uh, the minister, I heard Dr. H.L. Bostick make this statement uh, many years ago that if you want the book if you want the match, if you want the book, the, the matches in the book to light, you be the first one and set everyone else ablaze. It doesn't make sense that uh, you want. I've been to concerts, you know, uh, gospel concerts, and the, 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 the person is up and they want everybody to get excited. Come on, give the Lord a shout and, you know, and dance and, and you know, and they're doing their best to make, uh, try to cause you, to provoke you. But listen, you don't have to do that when you're, when you're anointed. And when you truly allow the anointing to flow, 
when you allow the power of God to come in, even in a concert, people there, you know, uh, they may want to hear some want to hear a good song. But what if you just allow the anointing? What if you sing to the best of your ability and you yield yourself to the power of God within the time frame that you have, you know, for your song? God does wonders in that moment. Uh, a young man um, uh, was sharing with me that he used to go to a church to hear the uh, choir sing. He loved music. He's a, a uh, well-seasoned uh, trumpet player um, and he went to excuse me not trumpet player a saxophone player and he would go to hear the choir sing and so that's what drew him in was because he loved the music and you know and it began to impact him it impact him as they sung and impact him as the anointing began to flow and after a while uh, he began to listen to the words more and more and he became saved and now he is an overseer in Bakersfield and so the word of God will impact but it starts with us it starts by impacting us first now cornerstone we don't believe in forcing people to worship you know we're not, we're not yelling at people to tell them to get up and praise the Lord or anything no uh, first of all you should be praising the Lord the leadership should be praising the Lord and magnifying him and leading by example and I, I love our songstress because she gets she's when she's singing i've watched how she gets touched and how she allows the lord to bless her uh in the ministry of the song and that's what makes the difference that anointing destroys the yoke and it does wonders for everyone that is there and so it leads you into participating not being forced, but willingly to participate. And so worship is something that we are led into. And uh, and so the Bible lets us know in Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles, the fifth chapter, verses four through five, and I'm going to read verses 11 through 14, because it, it speaks about that. And um, And so the word of God says, and all the elders of Israel came, and the Levites took up the ark and they brought up the ark in the tabernacle of the congregation and all the holy vessels that were in the tabernacle. These did the priests and the Levites bring up. So they took the sacrifices and everything that was consecrated unto the Lord into the tabernacle that had been completed uh, by Solomon. Because uh, the, the Bible lets us know that Solomon made for the, uh, made, uh, the house of the Lord was finished. And they were consecrating it and they were blessing it. Things that David had in his heart to do and wanted to do, but could not do. And his son was blessed to do it for him. And so um, they were bringing the, the items that had been consecrated unto the Lord into the house of God. And the Bible tells us, uh, it says, and it came to pass, beginning the 11th verse, and it came to pass when the priest, the priest, the priest, the Levites, the ministers, came out of the holy place for all the priests that were present were sanctified and that's important if we're leading in worship we should be sanctified we're leading in ministry we're supposed to be sanctified you can't go into the holies of holies unclean uh, when they went into the whole they tied a rope around the minister that went into the holy of holies um, because if he uh, was hiding something in his heart 
you know, that, that the people didn't know about, God certainly was going to know. And uh, if they didn't hear the bells or if they heard the bells um, one last time, they knew to drag him out of the Holy Holies because he was dead from sin. And so the ministers, we need to be sanctified, keep ourselves sanctified unto the Lord. For all the priests that were present were sanctified and did not then wait by course. And also the Levites, which were the singers, all of them, uh, Ash, uh, Asaph, Heman of the uh, Jeduthun, Jeduth, uh, with their sons and their brethren were arrayed in white linen, having cymbals and psalteries, harps, stood at the east end of the altar and with them in a hundred and twenty priests sounding with trumpets. And it came to pass as the trumpeteers and the singers were at one, they became one voice, they became one mind, one people, another, everybody uh, blended in. And made one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpet and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endure forever. That then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand in the uh, stand to minister by reason of the sound for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. And so when the power of God is truly present, the minister is not able to stand there in the microphone and say, come on, y'all praise the Lord because they're busy praising the Lord. It becomes a, uh, it becomes a thing that you should, that everyone, no matter what title they have, uh, no one is above the anointing and praising God and giving God glory. And in other words, humbling themselves unto the Lord, humbling themselves, everyone uh, humbling themselves because you have a title, because you think you're whatever you think you are, or, uh, you know, that you can't dance in the presence of the Lord. You can't magnify and bless him. If you strike the book of matches first, then another match will get lit and another match will get lit and another match will get lit until the entire book is on fire. This man saw Paul lit and Paul looked at him and perceived that he had faith to be healed and that man received his healing on that day. Paul said to him with a loud voice, he wasn't... Uh, that was the his excitement, the power of God that was that was using him, the Holy Ghost. He spoke out with a loud voice, stand upright upon thy feet. And the man leaped up. He didn't have time to think about it. He was engaged. Hallelujah. Bless your Lord. Mighty God. This man was engaged in the message. So bless you, Jesus. Mm. This man was so engaged in the word of God of what was going on, of what was being said, that I, he just did not have time. He didn't take time to think about that I cannot, but he jumped up. He leaped up and walked. He got up 
That was it. That was it. That's the power of God. That's the Holy Ghost. Deacon Robert Irvin, Elder Irvin, they were out ministering and they were singing. He was up singing and unto the Lord. And, um, and this woman came running down the aisle, screaming and holding her, her heart or holding her chest because she was diagnosed and had it found. They found a lump in her chest, but during the ministry of him singing, she said the lump was gone. My mother, after seeing what God had done for me, went to, uh, went to church. She joined the church, got baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of her sins and began to tarry for the Holy Ghost. And she had several strokes throughout the years and was um, disability from, uh, from work. And, and um, she went to the pastor. She went to the pastor one day and the pastor asked her, what does she want? It's important to know what you're praying about. And she said, I don't want to walk with this, with, with the help of this cane any longer. And she hung that cane up that day. My mother went out and bought high heel shoes. <laughs> she bought a she bought a treadmill, and she was enjoying life. And when she left here, she had never walked with that cane from that moment forward. And when she left here, at her demise, the testimony that she left with is that I am walking with Jesus. That was her testimony to everyone on December twenty first. Of 1994, she said, I'm walking with Jesus. And she never looked back. And she was gone that day. God knows just what to do and how to do it. And it's through his word. His word. It's his word that brought everything into existence. The Bible said, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. Paul and Barnabas representing God to the people. And this man received his healing. The word of God came one day and it healed me. The word of God has healed so many that have similar testimonies, not just a physical, but a emotional and mental and spiritual being damaged, being uh, beat down upon, crippled from the womb. You know, whatever your testimony might be, Whatever it is, whatever it is, the deliverance came through the word of God. One day my deliverance came through the word of God, and that's been nearly 30 years ago. After experiencing some things in life and being dis, just totally disabled and, and just really a disability of unbelief. But God uh, saw that. And made a difference. And my gratitude, as I said, is to reach deep down in my soul and to present the word of God and to give him the best as well as all of me until. With that being said, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And, and let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace, O oh Lord God, for this day, for what you have done, for what you're going to do. Lord God, we just thank you right now for your kindness. I ask that you would touch those that are sick in their body. 
those, Lord God, that are looking unto you as the author and finisher of faith. And certainly I pray, Lord God, that you will touch and restore the mind of the backslider that it should call upon you for salvation. Lord God, remember those that in the valley of decision. Lord, draw them out, O Lord God, for the saving of their soul in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins, if you've not dedicated your life or need to rededicate your life, do so. And tarry and seek God for the Holy Ghost, you know, that the Lord seal you with the, his seal of promise until the day of redemption. Until then, I hope to see you soon. This is Pastor Carl Henderson with Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I hope to see you here or to see you there. God bless you.